0: Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello there. Welcome to episode 23 of the podcast. It's another solo episode from me this week. I do have more guests coming on, so keep an eye out for those. But this week, I'm talking about blogging. I know, I know, (laughs) you might be thinking blogging, isn't that so 2015? Well, I'm going to share with you why I think blogging is one of the best things you can do to market your business in 2022 and probably beyond. So please, give me a chance, hear me out. If you go back five or so years ago, blogs were widely used on websites. They were used to attract new readers and engage visitors. People used to blog about all sorts of things, both business and personal stuff. And if you look back at my own blogging, you'll see a greater variety of content. Blogs were, well, the less formal part of your website. Because websites then tended to be more corporate not something that works as well now. And blogs were a chance to show some personality, to look behind the scenes, a bit like social media is used now. And in this age of social media, so many people think that blogging is dead. But I disagree. Blogging and social media work really well together. They complement each other, a bit like a cup of tea and a chocolate digested. Or maybe that's just me. But I am putting blogging at the heart of my marketing strategy in 2022, and I strongly recommend you do the same. There are some differences now, though. I write blog posts slightly differently to the ones I used to back in 2017. Instead of ramblings, yeah, I used to ramble even more than I do now, (laughs) I write about things which are useful to my target audience. Because Websites in 2022 should be focused on your target audience, not you. So please, no more blogs bragging about that golf tournament you won. Take note, legal and accounting firms in particular. So why is blogging so good for marketing, I hear you ask? Well, since you asked, let me give you a number of reasons. Reason number one, it demonstrates your authority. Now, I suggest leaving the random, non-business-related posts to social media and concentrate your blog posts on subjects related to your business. When visitors read your blog posts, they can see that you know what you're talking about, that you've got a lot of knowledge around your subject. You're no fly-by-night. If you're a photographer, of course people are interested in the photos that you've taken. But they're likely to be more impressed and therefore want to work with you, if you can help them with what to wear to a photo shoot, secret locations nearby that make great backdrops, how to get younger members of the family to cooperate, I suspect babies are easier than teenagers, how to look natural, and maybe how to look like your two-stone lighter, or perhaps that's just me they're all great blog topics, and they show your knowledge of what you do. They're answering the kind of questions potential clients are interested in. And that's the key, to write blog posts on the kind of topics that your audience want to know about, and which are closely related to your business. Those posts on photography would look odd on my website, because I'm not a photographer. But I do blog on branding photography, because that's such an important part of your website. And these kind of posts demonstrate your authority, that you know what you're talking about. Plus, you're helpful. When someone looks at your website, plus five of your competitors, the fact you demonstrate you know your stuff will shine. It will differentiate you from your competitors, in a good way, of course, and you'll be more likely to win the client. Because after all... Which photographer are you going to choose, one that just shows you loads of great photos or one that shows you loads of great photos but also tells you how you can look two stone lighter? We all want that in a photo, don't we? Because if you're looking for service, like a photographer, and have to choose, you're more likely to choose the one that's got the knowledge and freely shares it, even if they're a bit more expensive, provided they're in your budget, of course. Because people don't buy just on price. And your personality can also come through on those blog posts. I have news stories and anecdotes in mine, related to what I'm talking about, of course. Can you do this on social media? Absolutely. You can, and you should, do it on both your website, via a blog, and on social media. But it'll be a bit more organised and easier to find on your website. Reason number two, it helps you get found by a new audience. Blog posts can be found on Google and other search engines, whereas social media posts are found on their own platforms. They rarely appear in searches. And people use Google, and indeed other search engines, when they're looking for information, like whether blogging is good for your business, how to get your child to eat a greater variety of foods, etc., And also when they're looking to buy. They search with intent rather than just mindlessly scrolling and seeing what catches their eye. Again, the key is to write posts on the kind of topics your audience want to know about and are searching for. You need to think about the kind of language they use, the specific keywords and phrases. And you can target specific keywords or phrases that you might want to get found for. For example, wedding photographer at a particular local venue. And write a blog post that's solely focused on that subject. I talk much more about this um, on how to get found on Google in episode four of the podcast, which is imaginatively titled, How to Get Your Website Found on Google. And there's a blog post on it, of course, too. Or you can just write about what you think people would find useful and see how it goes SEO-wise because you need to think about the audience who find you, as well as search engines. Of course, you can do a combination of the two, which is what I tend to do. One of my blog posts has been really successful at bringing a lot of traffic to my website. It's a new audience that wouldn't have come across the business, probably, without that post. And Remember, this audience is different to the audience that would find you on social media because they're looking for information in a different place. There's usually little overlap. And after all, we all want to reach a wider audience. And if these visitors like what they see, they might even follow you on social media. Yep, I bet you didn't expect me to say that blog posts can increase your social media following. I wouldn't do it purely for that reason, of course. But reason number three, it can be repurposed into social media posts. Why do double the work? Come on, I don't want to do double the work. (laughs) Blog posts can easily be repurposed into social media posts. This podcast episode started as a blog post. And I also plan to spawn some Instagram posts, Instagram reels, Facebook posts, and possibly a LinkedIn post or two. I might not use all of these posts, But the potential is there. And what's more, you can go back to old blog posts and quickly pull together some posts when you're low on inspiration. Yes, there's nothing like looking at a blank blank screen and thinking, "Ah, I need to post something today to zap all creativity. And I've also used blog posts as the basis for my weekly email. And it's more than just a, here's my latest blog post if you'd like to read it. You can ask questions based upon the content. Like, do you blog? How often do you blog? Do you think blogging has a place in 2022? You can split the content up. Seven reasons why you should blog gives you seven potential posts. And you can do another post summarising the content or the conclusion. And if you need images to go with the posts, for example, on Instagram you can use the same images as are on your blog. And what's more, you can direct people from the social media posts to the blog to find out more. And when they're reading the blog post, they're on your website. So you can guide them to find out more about your services. Sneaky, I know. <laughs> In fact, it's worth going to your most read blog posts. You can find out which they are on your analytics and make sure they're set up to funnel people to go to the next logical place on your website. Be that another blog post, your services, or a specific course you might be running. Blog blog posts can act as a funnel. Now, I often get asked if you can do this the other way around, whether you can take a bunch of social media posts and collate them into a blog post. And I know some people who successfully do this. Personally, I find it easier to do the blog post first and then split it up. Otherwise, you need to be a bit more strategic or coherent with your social media posts. Reason number four. It gives your website fresh content, which Google likes too. Websites date. It's true. Just like any other forms of marketing material. As you would expect I'm a fan of keeping your website fresh and up-to-date. That means updating what you offer and prices as your business evolves. In fact, I did a podcast episode on this a few weeks ago. It's episode number fifteen: eight ways to refresh your website for 2022. Google loves to see fresh content on a website. And it rewards those who do by pushing them higher up the search rankings. Updating images and text is hugely beneficial, but so is writing blog posts. It doesn't have to be every week, but if it's been a while, then why not write and publish a new post? You could even update an old blog post, rewrite parts of the text, add some new images and change the date. We may have done this with the the post which formed the basis of this podcast episode – it was actually originally posted on the 2nd of January 2021. I did a quick refresh of text. I added a bit more to it. I changed the images I put a new date on it. So much quicker than writing a new post, especially one that's of some length. And it's not just Google which likes new content. Website visitors do too. It shows you're still interested in the business. Have you ever been on a website where the last blog post was dated 2016. Of course, you wonder if they're still in business. And it gives you a good reason to promote your website. Getting more visitors. Reason number five, website content has longevity. Now, social media is brilliant, and I am on social media, but content on there is very short-lived. Once you've fallen down the page, that content is gone. And certainly I find that very few of my social media posts are viewed beyond about a week after posting. Do you? Now, with likes and comments, social media is great for a quick hit. It can be addictive. You don't get that with blog posts, sorry. And, you know, comments these days tend to be pretty spammy. But my blog posts are read months after they've been posted. I've got posts that are regularly viewed over a year after they were written. And rather than the hit of a like or a comment, you can track the number of views on your blog posts. I've got one particular blog post, which I wrote a few years ago and then updated about a year ago, that's had more page views in the past year than I have followers on Instagram. And Instagram's my main social platform. I've got just over a 1,000 followers on Instagram. I think I had something like 1,500 views on this blog post in the last year. And bearing in mind, it was written more than a year ago. It's kind of the equivalent of going viral, I guess. And while an Instagram Reel can reach further, of course, the people who see it are very random. And I don't know about you, but I know this because I get very few new followers from Reels. And those who do follow aren't usually my target audience. I still do them, of course, and I do them because my current followers like them, and they deepen that relationship. But a blog post is more likely to be seen by my target audience, because chances are they've searched for something related, rather than randomly scrolling through reels. Yes, it takes longer to write than a social media post, but I think it's worth it for the longevity. Reason number six, you own the content. What happens if Facebook decides to close your account? It happens. Or Instagram changes its algorithm again and doesn't show your posts as much. Or LinkedIn decides to charge. All that time spent building an audience and content on someone else's land is lost. That's the risk with social media. It's free, which is brilliant, but you've got no control over whether your posts get seen or not. With your own website, you own the content. And provided you continue to pay for the domain name and hosting, no one can take that away from you. I should add, provided you back up your website as well. <laughs> and doesn't it make sense to add the content you've worked so hard to create to your own website? And then copy parts of it onto social media. And finally, if I haven't convinced you, reason number seven. It can be fun and doesn't need to take long. Okay, (laughs) hands up. This one might be harder for you to accept. I know. Not many people enjoy writing blog posts. And it is something you can outsource if you don't want to do it yourself. And feel free to DM me. I'm at Beyond the KT on Instagram, or you can email me at hello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk if you want recommendations of people to outsource writing blogs to. But I've revamped the way I write blog posts. To be honest, I used to find it a chore and I wrote hardly any. And I did outsource a few, but the original post that this podcast is based on took just under an hour to write. And it ended up being a little bit more than an hour, including final edits, adding images, links, etc. That's not such a chore when you think about what it gives you. Because you're not at school now. It doesn't need to be perfectly written. The posts I write now do take me longer, but they're usually about 2,000 words and I base my podcasts on them. A blog post only needs to be 300 words. And yes, Google likes longer blog posts, but a shorter post is better than no post. Remember, you can always add to it later, which is what I did with the refresh of the post this podcast is based on. The important thing is it needs to be about a subject your audience is interested in and that's related to your business. What are they, you might ask? Well, start by writing a list of things you get asked often. Or that you see posted by your target audience in Facebook groups. And when you factor in the number of social media posts you can get out of a blog post, then you can see that it's a really efficient use of time. Okay, to wrap up, (laughs) just very quickly. Writing blog posts directly related to your business is time well spent. I truly believe that. We're all busy... And we don't have much time. We don't have as much time as we would like. But when you factor in the ability to reach a new audience through SEO, the number of social media posts that a single blog post can generate, and the way blog posts demonstrate your authority, therefore increasing the likelihood that a visitor will choose to work with you, I think it's a marketing strategy that's worth investing in in 2022 and beyond. And certainly, that's what I'm going to be doing. Have I convinced you? (laughs) Please let me know. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me. Whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business or scaling it. And see you next week.